Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Please Nerf. With me, as always, is Taylor. Say hi, Taylor. Hello, Taylor. But hi, Taylor. Not hello, Taylor. Oh, anyway, uh, say hi, Austin. Hi. Hi. Uh, and as always, I am I am Eric. Uh, so, <laughs> how are you guys doing today? How's it going? It's all right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little early. And it's, a, it's an early morning record sesh. But... Still ripping the crust out of my eyes, you know? <laughs> Ripping wow. the crust out of your eyes. That's, that's a visual right there. Yeah, that's like that's metal. <laughs> it's metal as fuck, dude. Oh, it's crust, Eric. <laughs> oh, that's. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah. So uh, welcome to the podcast, everyone listening. Uh, today we're gonna cover a topic that has been making the rounds for the past little week or so, and uh, it's it it has the potential to be a pretty big deal. Um, so we're talking about Google Stadia, um, and we'll, we'll kind of dive into what's known about it now, um, in case you don't know, uh, what are some things that aren't known that we're still waiting, um, questions to be answered, things like that. And then at the end, kind of our initial opinions, feelings, thoughts on it. Um, I'll go with you guys. Awesome, Taylor. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, uh, first things first is, uh, what is Google Stadia? Um... Do, do either of you want to take that? Ooh, I can, I can tell you. Ooh, I can tell you. Gotcha. It's it's like it's like streaming a game. Render like pre-render like everything's already done somewhere else. Streaming it straight to your your, your monitor, and you don't have to have like a computer or a console to play it. Just some some decent Wi-Fi. It's like Netflix or Hulu for video games. Yeah, yeah, this is very very good. Uh, way i always just have been describing it is it's a it's a gaming platform where the console is google's data center basically right you uh you're you're not buying a console you're more or less leasing space on one which is a weird concept but kind of cool in the long run um so so yeah so you said uh you went in to get a play it on on your monitor uh the the gist of it is basically you can play it on anything as long as you have internet connection uh, or Wi-Fi. Uh, I think I'm assuming you could do it wired as well. But uh, you have internet, you can play it on a laptop, PC, a phone, a tablet, a television that's connected to the internet, anything really. Uh, and the coolest thing that I think is that you can have global controller connections. So if you have an Xbox controller or a PlayStation controller or a, a any other USB controller, you just plug it in and play. You don't have plug to. Plug it in, plug it in. <laughs> For those of you who think that you know uh, one controller is vastly superior, you can you can play any game, even if it's like an exclusive on on your favorite controller. Even which is a cool. GameCube controller. Uh, if it's USB and has the whatever it is, the one thing HID or whatever. Hear that, boys? We're in. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so what, what's your guys' initial thoughts when you hear that? Um, so knowing nothing else other than you're playing the game, but you don't necessarily have a console for it. What What's the first thing that pops into your head? Uh, fucking mind, mind-blowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think mind-blowing is perfect for, for how I feel about it as well. It's, Taylor, it's hard I to wanna... wrap your head around at first. Okay, Taylor, so I want to give you a description of like how, how, like, because Eric showed, like, I just saw the video like or like kind of a summary last night right because eric showed it to me and oh, yeah? this whole time i'm like oh okay you know this is gonna have like a council you know it's i'm like well, this is just gonna be like another 
it's Google, so it's kind of cool, but I'm like, oh, it's just going to be some stupid, you know, another box, but it looks different and, like, all this shit. And then he's like, oh, yeah, no, this is, like, all the fuck in the cloud, you know? And I'm like, what? <laughs> so watching this thing, I was fucking mind blown the whole time. Like, every time this guy was like, oh, yeah, you can do this, too, and this, and this, and this. And I'm like, my God. Oof. It was... <laughs> It blew my mind. Like, I was smiling the whole time. I thought it was, like, the coolest fucking thing. A buddy of mine, Emerson, uh, he uh, <clears throat> got into the alpha for when it was called, like, Google Streams or something like that. Project Stream. Or Project Stream, yeah. He was in the alpha, and he actually got to uh, try it out with uh, Assassin's Creed, the Odyssey. Nice. And it it ran pretty damn smooth. Yeah, I've I, I like voiced a concern definitely for um uh, uh this, but it like we'll get to that. In terms of like how cool it is though? This is the Oh no future. I, Don't even get me started. Uh, <laughs> now I'm started. <laughs> I think my thing with it is yes, obviously it's a future of gaming, but as we might get into later on it's also the potential to be the future for a lot of other things as well. Like well, everything the, around gaming could yeah. change because of this. Well, one of the big things that I've been like, you know, one of the big things I've been thinking about is, is this is so good. You know, like if, if someone releases a game just for stadia, right. Mm -hmm. If they were just to release a game for stadia, the, that means that they wouldn't have to like do compatibility right which is like a big thing that takes you know some time in development is like hey we have to make this be able to like work on all forms of hardware like mm -hmm. we gotta you know like if this person's playing on a shit laptop we gotta make sure that we have like low graphics and we can do this and this and like it still looks and like the visual cues and stuff for this game still mm -hmm. match for this low resolution but now if it's a stadia game right that means the developer could be like, hey, we're going to go ham on this as long as Google's things can handle it. And that's it. Like, there's no, you don't have, you can't, you don't need to change the settings or anything. It's just like, mm -hmm. that's, that's cool. From a yeah, development no, standpoint, that's super cool. It's insane. Um, so, again, reiterate, we're, we're talking here about you are, you never have to download a game again possibly right you are basically streaming the game to your machine just like you are watching like a netflix show um the only thing that you have to buy is however they want to price the thing whether it's like a monthly fee or something we'll get into that a little bit later or uh a controller or you know anything like that the the coolest part about this to me is that it has next to none next to zero uh hardware like impact on your machine right so they're playing this stuff in the the um demo with a pixel book that is i mean it's a good quality laptop but it's nothing great right you're not going to play games the normal way or how we do now on that um mm -hmm. they specifically went to walmart and bought the cheapest most rundown computer they could find and it runs perfect right um 1080p and, and 60 frames a second like that is in game changing as well the fact they can handle this type of stuff 
Um, I do want to dip into, I think Austin, you know, voiced a concern last night when we were talking uh, about kind of the speed, the data caps, things like that. Um, what we know now is that when they were testing it, they're utilizing a framework that's about 25 megabits a second in 1080p at 60 frames a second. And most people who have tested it out, there are some hiccups, obviously, but most of the time it ran very smoothly. You know, like there were there were not noticeable uh, issues the majority of the time, which is awesome. Um, the plans outlined by Google's vice president, Phil Harrison, uh, was that their target framework when they launch is going to be able to do 4K resolution, 60 frames a second, using only 30 megabits per second. Whew. I don't know about you guys. Whew. That sounds crazy to me. That's clean. Um. You know, I'm I'm lucky enough that I have crazy internet, um, but I had to look it up last night uh, what the average connection speed was. Um, the only the only thing I could confirm that was super trustworthy was from 2017, so it's a couple years old. Um, but the United States at that point had an average connection speed of the, across the country of 18.7. Um. So obviously, I'm not sure about the changes. I've heard rumors that it increased by like 40%, which is getting more to where where he's talking about. Um, but it, it definitely is going to have some sort of impact, right? Obviously, um, for that. Like like Austin mentioned, it, it's it kind of changes the way we're going to think of minimum requirements to run games. You know, we're not going to have to have the best graphics card. We're not going to have to have the best uh, CPU, the best RAM, things like that. It's it's literally comes down to what's your internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is is super nice. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna lie, but it, it you know, it's just like it's still like a concern because like how I was doing and how I was measuring the, you know, like. You know, like, you, you have to download a game now, right? So you have mm-hmm. to have hardware space. You know, but it takes 50 gigs, you know. It is, like, over the time span that I play the game, say if I play 100 hours, is it, like, it seems like right now it might use more than that, maybe. But, I mean, 30 megabits isn't, like, isn't that bad at all. No, that's yeah. default for my internet, I suppose. Yeah. I think uh, the biggest thing that comes into my opinion um speed is one thing because it's going that is going to change one way or the other um like they're going to make it better and make it a little easier to get into lower lower speeds things like that as the technology advances as people get on it um the biggest concern i have though are people with data caps on their isps um austin i know your current house you know that's that's a a deal sometimes that you gotta make where you gotta stop doing certain things because of the data cap um, as a terabyte yeah which is still a lot obviously um yeah. but it, it that if it's done incorrectly could really screw some people over where it might take you four months to play a game that should take you one month things like that right <laughs> um so so that's just something to call out um mainly because yeah. when google was talking about it they didn't actually answer that question they kind of pushed it off on ISPs and were like, oh, well, if you need it and everyone needs it, then ISPs will just get on the, the wagon with us. And it's like, oh, okay, Google, calm it down. <laughs> Sorry, also, what were you going to say? Maybe cut you off there. No, you can keep going. 
Because right, I've been doing the math real quick, mm-hmm. you know, because, like, the conversion for a megabit is, like, so I did 30 meg- megabits, right, equals, like, um, 3.75 megabytes. So, um, here, I'm still doing the math. That's why I was like, oh, shit. Um, 0.75. So, that's... I don't know. What would that even equate to? I'm still doing the math. You guys keep talking. This is right. weird. Let's do it. So we're talking about all this stuff. Sounds cool. Uh, sounds amazing. Everyone gets their hands on it. When's it launching? Right? Uh, TLDR is that's to be determined. Um, they Google mentioned in their GDC conference that they'll have more announcements in the summer, most likely June, which maybe we'll see a google stadia e3 presentation no idea um i think it makes sense personally i hope they do that um just because i feel like if you're going to do it do it on the biggest stage you can um so hopefully that's a thing uh the only thing they did mention is that when it does launch it'll be in all of the us all of canada all of the uk and quote most of europe um so if you're in any of those areas you'll know when it launches that you'll have it um but yeah uh also to that is what's it going to cost um also tldr to be determined um but we talked a little bit it could be something we're i think most of the consensus is that the ideal solution is a monthly netflix-esque subscription service right um it's something that i think xbox and playstation have already kind of done um where you pay to get either a couple games or like a entire backlog of certain games um, that you can play anytime. Um, you know, of course you still have to download them and stuff like that, but I think that's what most people want to see. Um, do you guys think that's probably accurate? Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Paying 10, 15 bucks a month and being able to play quote any game, um, with no downloads and no hardware is the dream. Well, uh, to say the least, I think. I guess, like, is it is it any game, or do you have to also pay for the game? That that's kind of one of the things that no one really knows, right? Um, it, Google still has a lot of stuff to figure out. I'm assuming with that, otherwise they probably would have gave some sort of insight into it. Um, so I feel like what they're doing now is they kind of mm-hmm. release this thing like hey this is the capability we can do mm-hmm. and then they're trying to see what types of deals they get from companies wanting to be on this platform you know yeah totally and just to kind of give an idea so they have a, a better like structure for their payment plan yeah you know, so so the big gonna thing do. is going to be how do the game companies and the publishers get paid right because they're not going to allow Google to put this on their platform, their game, if they're not getting paid shit, right? Um, so to me, the idea of what's it going to cost is definitely going to come down to how well a partnership could be. It could very well just turn into a Steam-esque retail store um, where you have to buy the game, but then you're kind of like reserved space for it or like whatever right you you just you purchase the game you pay google and then you just start playing it um so that's one option the other option is like a netflix subscription uh, a mix of both there could be something where you have to buy certain games but a subscription base 
with certain other partners you just get the games type thing um could go literally in any direction at this point um the biggest hindrance i see is that this netflix service again could i i don't understand um personally how you pay the people putting your stuff on there right other than like licensing fees but licensing fees for games is going to be way different than something like netflix is already doing for like movies and tv shows and shit like that yeah um, you know because it's hard to say x amount of people are going to continuously play this game for x amount of time where with tv and movies you kind of have those stats and you can keep track of those a lot better yeah um so yeah so it could be anything um personally i think again the the best case scenario for the gamer is netflix-esque service you just pay uh, a monthly fee or a yearly fee and you just have access to any game you want wherever you are as long as you have wi-fi that is good enough um yeah so there's that so uh i think i ran the numbers all correct. right so fast back to that real quick okay so doing the math real quick so you figure uh, 30, 30 megabits equates to 3.75 megabytes, right? So total in a terabyte. So if you terabyte cap, means you have a million, about, what, a million uh, megabytes. Yeah, because it's, yeah. So it's about a million megabytes. And if you divide that by 3.75, that gives you the seconds. And then you, you divide by 60 for, you know, minutes. And then you divide by 60 for hours. It equates to 74 hours at 4k resolution if you have a a thousand gigabyte data cap and that's doing nothing but doing this mm. so it equate to only 74 hours of gameplay at that speed it sounds very short i mean like for for a gamer that is not a lot of hours <laughs> But right. for a, you know, just, you know, run of the mill doing something, right? Like, that's that's a good amount of hours, to be honest. 74, like. <laughs> Sorry. You think, a, you think a gamer there. probably plays um, about, what, four hours a week? You know, four hours a day, maybe? Maybe. I think a couple episodes we said that, like, the average was, like, four hours a week or something like that. Like, an average gamer, right? So, like. I guess, so i yeah, mean like it's it's, probably it's, it, it's not bad but if you're doing anything else right you know because like this isn't going to completely take over right away you know so there's right, still going to be games you have to download and all that jazz but and a, a quick disclaimer before anyone in any comments that we have this kills austin this is an estimate this is by no means meant to be saying oh yeah no that, right? <laughs> don't yeah, add no. austin on twitter so or at me on did, Twitter. You did this math wrong or whatever. Also follow me on Twitter. Yeah, so so if we follow that, uh, we could say there's a possibility of having 70 hours, 74 hours-ish. Uh, huge asterisk. Could be completely wrong. Um, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah and that's like, the, that's what that. they said. Like, that's their, you know, that's their framework. Like, that's what they're, they're going for. So they may mm -hmm. even get past that. So it could be down right, to 20. Totally. And like... The more they, you know, if it's 20, then this goes up probably by another 30, 40 hours. So it's like... Right. Um, and this is things, 4K, you know? Yeah. One of the things I did want to call out, um, there's a, an article that I was doing research on the other day. Um, 
they were talking about, of course, kind of where Google data centers are, um, because that's going to play a big factor into like latency and stuff. Um, control F here. Uh, Google has been public, it's public record that in 2019, Google will be spending $13 billion strictly on infrastructure and capital expenditure. Um, so even though they're starting out with this idea of 30 megs a second for 4K, 60 frames a second, $13 billion <laughs> could change that, Good right? Luck. Especially $13 billion over a course of a couple of years. So uh, like Austin just said, it, it, this doesn't mean that's where they're going to stay. By yeah, means. and obviously this this could mean that there's going to be a push for better internet all around, right? You know? Right. Totally. To me, that's one of the other big things. Um, a huge other topic is going to be the net neutrality aspect. But if we take that off for a second, uh, internet in general is going to be changed by this, in my opinion. Just the some of the technologies that they're going to be able to use. That, so, um, but yeah. Why not? Um, Even well, like uh, the um, the thing is, is like the one of the things that they talked about in the video is the state. You know, like you can save the state of um, like a game, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like or developers can choose what kind of data when you choose to store the state or save the state of the game. What kind of data that they get, mm-hmm. right? That could be used for any application, really, right? You know, you're. Yeah. You know, you're you're say you're using their streaming service or whatever, or some sort of streaming service, or there's an app through here or something weird, you know. And you're like, oh, I ran into a bug, so you save the state, and then you can just send it to the developers rather than like the the, the lock data, right? So like mm-hmm. makes that type of stuff way better because they know the information they need in that scenario more exactly. often than not. So like, and the ability to easily push a change to that right where if they're like oh we're not getting the information we need quickly change what they save the how they save the game state and then boom it's like real time yeah and then like another stuff. thing is like, pat- like the patches and stuff one of the things i was thinking like patching you know like if mm-hmm. you it, like hey you know like we got to push a patch to this game you know make it like the pvp more balanced it's like they're sending you, it to one place or two places you theoretically or- never have to have another it like instance of coming home from work just wanting to play the to play shit division out of your two, game. and then you have to and wait then for like, oh, well, three <laughs> hours later, and I'm finally getting to play it. Yeah, <laughs> that's killed okay. me so many times. It's just like, all right, time to go. Oh, rip! Thirteen right? gig update. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So, talk about all the stuff. It's cool. Um, there's probably someone out there listening to this right now, doing some research. It's like what do you mean there's no box uh so the only piece of hardware that google is is doing in this is a optional imprint like uh make sure you say optional uh controller so um again mentioned at the beginning you can use your xbox controller your playstation controller any usb controller um that uses the hid standard um is instantly capable of writing you know playing these games uh however Google's making their own controller. Um, I don't think they have a name, so we'll call it the Stadia controller for now. Um, This controller connects straight to Wi-Fi to the cloud. Um, So you don't have to connect it to like a monitor or anything like that. Um, You should just connect to the Wi-Fi. They they figure out, you know, it 
detects what system or what um, not system shit uh, device you're using on things like that uh, and it allows players to do a couple things um, there's two buttons uh, similar to kind of how we have start and uh, start and menu or start and whatever it is select. on uh, select that's the one um, it's one of them is a share button obviously because um, that's the biggest thing ever right now uh, instantly be able to share your current game situation to YouTube to, to I'm sure it'll be more than YouTube but that's obviously it's Google it's the one they picked um, and then the other one which I thought is kind of cool is a Google assistance button or assistant button uh, if you're in AI in my opinion Google AI is probably close to top tier right now in terms of like user uh, like general public availability um, Having a Google Assistant here is obviously going to be used mainly for gaming. Um, the two big things that they called out was that it can do one of two things. One, it'll detect what part of the game you're in automatically and bring up a YouTube video for uh, the, like the closest YouTube video it thinks to solve your problem, Ooh. right? Um, so basically you hit this button and you say, you know okay google i need help with this puzzle or whatever and it just detects and it, and it goes um the other thing that i thought was cool was that it was mentioned it wasn't shown obviously yet uh but the capability to have developer direct help so if you as a game developer are having a lot of people when they're testing your game have a lot of trouble saying this puzzle is really hard or you know something like that you can have someone in your company basically make your own content and be able to walk them through. The best part about that, in my opinion, is the control that the developer has um, and kind of what they're doing with the, the, the gamer. And I thought that was a really cool concept. Um, I'm actually kind of interested to see how that goes. Um, so my personal opinion, I'm probably gonna obviously wanna keep my Xbox PlayStation controller just because it's what I'm really used to. However, I'm totally going to be buying one of these controllers specifically because it can just connect to the Wi-Fi. So if I'm traveling on a work trip or a home trip or something like that, and I have this laptop and I only have like one or two ports, right? It's one less wire that I have to deal with. It just connects to the Wi-Fi. I think that's like the coolest thing about it. Um, how do you guys feel about that idea? That, it, that would help for like, I don't know, maybe I got to go to the doctor's office and there's like an hour wait. I'm like, well, they do have Wi-Fi. Hmm. So I connect to the Stadia, whip out my controller, connect that to yep. the internet, and boom, I'm in. Yeah. Plus being able to play on like a phone, something like that, with a controller, without having one of those things where you get like plug the phone into it or anything like that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, cool that's a big thing. Yeah, it'd be super weird to be in a dentist's office and all of a sudden you just got this big <laughs> controller and you're just looking at your tiny phone. It <laughs> would be like, like the fuck are you doing, dude? Um, how do you feel about the the idea of the controller off off top? Like here, just that part, awesome. I think it's great. I mean, the fact that it connects to Wi Fi, honestly, is just I don't know. It because it's just so nice, you know. But this is a little wacky because, like, I get I don't know. I get I get sick of having to like on my Xbox at least like hitting that stupid button, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh wow, just... somehow my Xbox controller desyncs from my Xbox. <laughs> all right, here we go. Yeah, that happens all the time to me. And like, I guess my big question is like, you know, Xbox kind of has has been doing it, you know, this like it kind of stores your information in the controller or whatever. So like when you 
when you turn it on and connect, sometimes it's like, oh, this is the person that's connecting, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if that, that's what they're going to do with the controller. Like, are they going to do that type of thing where it's like, hey, I'm going to turn this on and it's like, oh, hey, this is, you know, like this is connected to this Google account, you know, like, yeah, so we'll load this into the. And think about that. That'd be kind of cool. So then it's like, oh, here's your game library, you know? Yeah. Um, so the other thing with the controller, um, the layout, right? What the controller is kind of like um, visibly, it to me, um, it looks like a um, PlayStation 4 DualShock 4 type controller. Um, without the hideous touchpad, obviously. Um, God, no, no comment on that. Uh, but uh, it, it, <laughs> it has that look, right? A little bit longer, more rounded, like handles, right? Um, the stick layout, um, how Xbox has like one down a little lower and one up. Um, it's it's more the PlayStation where they're both down in the middle, um, kind of close together. Um, Most people said when they were testing it that it does feel like an Xbox controller as far as like the weight, the texture, the grip, things like that. Um, So it seems like Google has kind of just pushed them all together, um, took the best of both. Um, It does have X, Y, A, and B, not X square, triangle, and circle, if you care about that. Um, So so things like that. So the controller, a lot of people said they actually really like it. it's by no means like meant to take be like a professional controller quote unquote if you're going to be playing like hardcore multiplayer games and things like that um but a lot of people said that it's it's a good controller to use um my only concern is that of course they haven't said anything about a price as long as it's not anything more than a normal controller i'm probably buying one um i don't know about you guys i only think it would be a little bit more than a normal controller simply because of its like hardware abilities True, that is true. Um, but not speaking nothing of which, like crazy more than like the sixty dollars Xbox controllers and PlayStation yeah, controllers. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I forgot to mention is it does have a USB C port on the top, which is way better than this weird you know micro USB that most of the normal controllers have currently. Oh, and like a three point five five millimeter headphone jack on the bottom, and a three point five, yeah, which is also dope because you could just plug something in, right? Not have to worry about like a like a headset, and then you can talk to people even though you don't have a, a mic. Exactly, <laughs> but not your AirPods, kids. Sorry. <laughs> what are those, Taylor? <laughs> not my problem, <laughs> is what they are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, all right. So yeah, uh, or anything like, else uh, we forgot about the controller? You, you mentioned multiplayer in there. <laughs> I did actually. I, at first, and I was competitive like, gaming. Talk about multiplayer. What are you talking about? Um, so this is kind of getting into some cool stuff that I think technology-based. Um, so overall, we've covered pretty much everything specifically uh, that the 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 normal gamer is probably going to need to know, right? Um, the the next few things are more or less either businessy things that we think YouTubers doing or YouTube Google's doing, um, or kind of the technology and what it could bring to things. Um, during their GDC pitch, uh, Google kind of talked about BR games, Battle Royale games, and the possibility of because you, the way they're going to set this platform up, that you could have be playing like Fortnite with a thousand people rather than a hundred, um, things like that, which is insane to me, um, but super cool. Um, the other thing is that they demoed a lot of split screen, so I think. I want to say the one that I saw had like six or seven different like 
split screens or screen splits. I don't know which way that screen splits. There we go. So like multiple windows um, for like co-op, couch co-op or like online play, things like that. And the best part is that there was no graphic decrease. There was no latency that was seen, things like that. It's you got a friend who wants to play. <laughs> they just hook up their controller and it splits the screen and you're just going like even no... even if there was a slight graphics decrease for that it would still be insane just to yeah. throw that out there especially with like <laughs> seven people it's one thing yeah too but like like hey guys let's go play fucking halo all right let's go load up stadia let's go wow, they might yeah. be able to actually do couch co-op on halo 5 now bastards <laughs> we're graphics are too um good. For anybody that doesn't know what split-screen co-op is, it's oh, when uh, you take a screen and you cut it in half, and then, like, one person's player one, and then the, the bottom person's generally player two. Or the yeah. right person. Yeah, left or right. But the left or right is just, no. Don't even get me started on left <laughs> to right split-screen. Top and bottom is way better. Anyway, uh, uh, the last thing that, uh, I, need that I wanted POV. to call out, at least, was uh, they also mentioned having real-time and consistent world altering events. Um, so something that they, they showed up or talked about was uh, synchronized destruction. So you could be playing a game, an online game, with hundreds if not thousands of people, and you could blow up this tower in the online game, and every player that was around could see it as it's happening, and it would stay that way. Hmm. So think World of Warcraft or something like that, all but right, come on. Anytime anything <laughs> in the game changed, it stayed that way forever. Ooh. For any player. Ooh. That's that's next level shit. You know, things like that. So Yeah, no well you know what this brings this brings to the table. Like that's the like World of Warcraft, cool I guess, but like the possibility for like an insane MMO. Like like World yeah. of Warcraft? No, like World of Warcraft is, is is honestly dated. It it needs we need something fresh, right? Needs, like hook us up. It needs Google Stadia. No, it doesn't, Taylor. It doesn't need shit. <laughs> guys, guys, I hope guys. Google Stadia doesn't even. I don't I hope they even think about putting World of Warcraft on there. Wait until. They but do no, I I'm guys. Wait guys. until wait until <laughs> Google makes their own MMO, Taylor. They're too busy yeah. with Stadia. Oh my god. So. uh... You're being the reason, real toxic too. <laughs> the reason that I bring up the uh, the world alternate or alternating stuff, right, um, is uh, like Austin mentioned this whole state share thing. Um, that is is kind of the key to that, in my opinion. Um, so state share overall is kind of their TM'd trademarked uh, thing. Um, it's a transferable encoded representation of a moment in any game. <clears throat> so basically instead of screenshot in your game right uh all of the metadata for your state of your game is transformed into this tiny tiny link just a, a normal hyperlink and then you could just share it so we could click it and it's it's there um so it's more of an automated sharing process um but the technology behind it is kind of an insane advancement on how things will be shared and referenced um, not only just sending things out to friends, to sites, to um, Twitter, to things like that, right? But how 
developers can reference it or how other players can reference it um things like that so again ways to to have the sync of all of these different states of all of these thousands of people playing possibly be the same and stay that way and things like that is crazy crazy fucking whack whack fucking whack um so yeah so uh one of the other things uh is streaming and youtube um obviously it's a google product they're going to push youtube extremely hard um it is clearly 100 percent undeniably a focal point for the entire platform oh, yeah. uh, anyone who watches the thing anyone who sees any testing or any anyone who's talking about it um one of the things that they're pushing really hard is you could be watching a youtube trailer or a streamer on youtube um or someone just playing the game in a let's play uh and there will be a button that'll pop up uh similar to like a, an overlay or a card i think they're called on on youtube um you click this and i'll just say play game right and guaranteed via youtube or via google within five seconds you are loaded into this game and ready to play <clears throat> via a browser window which which that brings me to the, this is this is why i think that like i, I feel like it's going to be a subscription fee to play a bunch of games because like i feel like that capability alone like it'd really suck to be like oh i'm gonna oh wow i'm gonna play this game you hit play and then it's like well first you gotta buy it so like send it to the window and then it's like oh enter your credit card information you know yeah it very well could i mean worst case scenario it could be one of the things where like worst case scenario obviously that's what it is but no no i think worst case scenario is you you have to still buy the game but you don't have to download as much so instead of like 50 gigs you're downloading five gigs right just enough to say you own this game the bare minimum of data that you have to like send right and then you can click the button and it'll just automatically let you play the game. Otherwise, you have to like go and buy it, things like that. Um, that's worst case scenario if they're going that route, in my opinion. Well, because I guess like <clears throat> at some point the developers are gonna want money for their games. Exactly. That that again goes back to the whole how are the developers getting paid? Because that's what's gonna determine how you or how Google. I keep saying YouTube. How Google uh, charges us for it, right? I guess, like, simultaneously, another thing that I, I guess I, I just thought of is, like, DLC. Would DLC die because of this? Um, or, I guess, games created for the Stadia? Yeah, no, that that's a that's an entire... I think, I think that's, that's games for the a lot of time Stadia would be, uh, like, insane insane change from like the the typical development like you like the release cycle you know like or like their the planned content especially after development right Mm -hmm. and uh, this i don't i don't know it's it's what you're so like how would developers get in like get money is like this could lead to more microtransaction type of stuff as well, mm-hmm. you know? Because it's like if we're paying for the subscription, you know? Because, like, for me, paying for the subscription and then having to pay for, like, the game as well or, like, just some, like, 
honestly start to be too much, especially depending on what the subscription fee, which we have no clue yet, you know. But like just how insane this is, I wouldn't be surprised if it's fifteen bucks a month, you know, close to like a normal like streaming service, if not more. Yeah, I'm excited to see like where it goes. Yeah, for sure. I think um, one of the things that Taylor mentioned was like DLC stuff. Um, random tangent. I think it, it this is made for a game like Fortnite because I, Fortnite I just, has constant updates that you don't have to like buy the DLC. Right? They can just push the battle pass update, push yeah, the, the patches, push the content. Right? Games um, as a service. It's called games as a service, isn't it? Because I. I um, yeah, games of a service is or kind of EA does that into. bullshit. Yeah, all right. But but <laughs> Fortnite does it on like a completely other level, right? So like Fortnite, like I said, it doesn't have DLC, but it's the highest grossing game of all time by now, right? Like at least possibly. Um, they there's so like like you just mentioned, Austin. There's so many microtransactions hidden into it because it's easier to capture and keep people playing. And they can focus all their effort on free content, um, like continuously, and then have this like backlog of stuff that you know this whole other team's working on to have like, you know, a twenty bucks skin shit like that. Um, to me I, though, it's it it instead of traditional DLC, more games. I, I won't say should or will, but it definitely has the ability to get rid of traditional DLC. Where like Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a game that they're pushing really hard as like a pilot program, right? You have a season pass. You have three, four yearly updates um, that bring in new missions, new characters, things like that. Instead of that, it's more or less just the updates out. Play it. I think yeah. this. D- I think DLC. Honestly, I don't think it would kill DLC. DLC at all, Taylor. To be honest, because I mean, like, with this type of system, it's like it seems like it'd be just. It de- really depends on how on how the how it works. Like it. You know, like, I'm not sure, because, like, sometimes there's, you know, there's free DLC, and it just, it really depends on how, like, are we paying for the game, are we paying for the service and the game, are we just paying for the service, well, or, like, the like, platform? I, it, I guess I'm just thinking about it programmatically, like, as as a development team, the amount of hoops you'd have to jump through just to limit content, because they haven't paid for it through a massive streaming system like this, uh... I actually don't think it'd be that hard, you know, and just like have like a, you know, like if you're like, hey, this you know, DLC's out, it's 15 bucks to add on to whatever. And like Google would have literally all the information to be like, oh, hey, this there's no, there's this no key for it. this. So then they have no access to this content. So boom, done. Well, so like if, if you think about it, streaming the multiplayer game, right? So like Fortnite, the, they made the comment of, you know, thousands could be playing on this. It's because it's most likely one massive server consuming all of the connections. In the event of a game that is a single-player game, if the content changes based on who has paid for it or not, then it's not streaming the same service. It's now... It has to host different instances for different people. But their like forerunner or like not their forerunner game, but the game that they've been displaying is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which didn't at limit its core or change is, its content based on who was using it. It doesn't have DLC. 
uh, when they did it, I it, it was just a I mean, demo. The, the game obviously does, but they didn't talk about it, so they might not have they they might not know how to handle those either, right? Like it, it's true. it's not saying that like just because they're playing the game, obviously it's an alpha or a beta. It's not like they're gonna have full access to it, right? Yeah, I guess I guess the thing with this, I feel like games that are already established and are mm-hmm. easy to connect to the service will be the first ones in, right? And then most of the games, I think after that, will just be like new games. Because like the backwards compat, like the you know doing like backwards, like not necessarily backwards compatibility, but like going backwards, you know, like getting some games in that are like older, you know, might be a lot harder, just because of like how you know the shitstorm stuff is sometimes gotcha yeah i think uh moral of the conversation is we still don't know could go either way i think all of us have very valid points it could change dlc it could uh make deals like traditional dlc even more popular um i think pay i think it would make i think it might make like i think with taylor's paid dlc hard right but like for like just dlc like you know just like pushing a big update or something like that it yeah, honestly makes that reason shit i brought easy. in the the fortnite thing it's free dlc a constant stream of it backed up by microtransactions right yeah but i want to say like fortnite's dlc or like their free content is like it it's not like it's no i'm not saying that like take the specific out of it it's a constant stream of new shit right like it's not DLC in the traditional sense, but it's still a constant stream of updated things. That's yeah. what I'm well, it's at. a competitive game, so like they always want to keep it going. Yeah, like they're bringing in new guns and stuff, but not even the guns, just like the the Map the new stuff. Yeah, stuff. things like that, right? Like it's not DLC in a traditional sense, but I feel like that's the route it might have to go. Is games bringing free small things? backed up by microtransactions like you were talking about because i i think it is a big concern that microtransactions grow even more popular but that is a complete other topic that we don't have time for today um yeah so so again i think it it was one of those things that we just don't know for sure could go completely any direction um it'll be an interesting hopefully uninfuriating uh decision once they make it yeah, I really um, just want to know what the pricing is and, like, how they're going about that. Like, that's my big thing, you know, because, yep. like, that really determines whether I'd be really interested. Like, I, this is this is honestly cool, and I really want to do it, but depending on how they go about it, which Google hasn't been bad in the, like, it's not like they're bad, you know, company in that sense. It's just, like, they could do it completely fucking wrong. <laughs> Um, I think, again, they'll be back in June, hopefully E3 time, um, if they still plan on going out in 2019, um, then they definitely are going to have to give us that info then, by any means, so probably we'll see that. Um, To go back to 20 minutes ago, uh, the topic we were originally on, streaming in YouTube, um, so we mentioned having the, being able to just click a button and start playing your game within five seconds. Uh, the only other thing that was kind of mentioned that I thought was kind of cool, but not really a, a reason to buy it or a reason to use it really, um, is a, a new, basically a brand new quote unquote lobby um, where you can have viewers of YouTubers and streamers uh, in real time queue up to play with the creator. 
um, which is super cool. Um, so basically, you queue up, uh, and you're you you're in a line, a queue, uh, and it would tick down until it's the viewer's turn to play, and then the match would just start with or against a streamer, however you know whatever the game is. So think your favorite, you know, uh, Counter Strike, right? You're watching your favorite Counter Strike player. They're like, cool, we're gonna do some viewer lobbies. You get a one v one your streamer and and things like that. When it's over, another viewer gets their chance. Blah blah blah. blah. Um, the main point is that the YouTuber still maintains full control over who they play with um, and who they don't. So things like that. So it's not necessarily like you're forced into it. But if you are a streamer or a, a gamer, something to be, I guess, cognizant of. It, it could turn into where, you know, they they have a new way to kind of interact with fans and a new way to, you know, do their stream and their their stuff. That's kind of cool to me. So just want to call that out since there wasn't a lot of people talking about it online or anything. That would actually be pretty pretty nifty because. Um... One of the the streamers I watch, Johnny Boy, he does um, Rocket League show matches against like mm-hmm. top ranked players on like the leaderboards and a, a couple of the pros. And occasionally he'll do um, tournaments where he only like allows members of his audience from certain ranks play. So he'll like do a gold tournament or a plat, diamond, grand champ tournament. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes he'll participate and. <laughs> um, that would make it really easy for for streamers like that who like interact with their audience a lot game wise because like with rocket league you can open up a tournament put a password on it and then just put the password in your twitch and anybody who makes it in makes it in yeah good that makes sense so it's like it's kind of like already doing that but for other games like hey let's get a full lobby of 100 people in for fortnite (laughs) yeah it also has a, a chance to change the way like certain esports or certain tournaments could happen just kind of like you were saying right like you know you're <clears throat> queuing up with these people or with whoever is like running it if it's like a company or something or a, a developer itself running its own little small tournament mm-hmm. um they don't have to go through the habit of uh like currently you gotta like invite the person you're playing against to the lobby and go through all of that and make sure the settings make sure are they're set installed up. add them as yeah. a friend every yeah. Whoever's running it just has a settings ready, has everything set. Yeah, queue up wherever you are in the world, and you're fucking playing. I remember back when I was watching uh, Stone Mountain play uh, PUBG. They opened mm-hmm. up a server um, to do the zombie thing, mm-hmm. and all of his viewers could to could hop in and play as zombies. While him, and oh, the, yeah, that's kind of funny. Him and the other uh, YouTubers and streamers ran around <laughs> surviving the zombie apocalypse type deal. That's cool. Awesome. Yeah. So I think, uh, obviously again, clear focal point is the YouTube stuff. Um, and creators on there are definitely going to be, uh, uh, I think, which is also opens up the door, uh, to avoid tangents because of time, but, uh, just to make sure it's known people who, you know, everyone's freaking out last week about Ninja being paid a million dollars to play a game, right? Shit like that's going to happen again. Google's going to be able to pay people to come to YouTube and pay YouTubers to play games, promote stadia things like that so it's going to open up a crap ton of opportunities for content creators and stuff like that well, as it's well. also like this is kind of a, you know like a weird thing but it might be the time because this is coming this year to start yeah like doing everyone's stuff been going through YouTube. burnout and all of that right like the the youtube craze and the content creation craze is so oversaturated now that i think a lot of people were kind of fighting it hard to do it and like get into it 
now this is like oh well might as well try my hand at my dream again right so that's a, definitely a really good point i didn't even think of good good thing awesome yeah it's just like now if like this you know this is coming out then you know sometime by the end of the year supposedly you know like and if it's going to be connected to youtube and streaming and stuff like that now might be the time to start learning that platform yeah if you if you're used to twitch or mixer or something and see this as a possible opportunity yeah now could be the time that's a, that's a really good point that's awesome all right uh so we're about at time um the only thing we didn't really talk about was kind of the competition um i think it's it's pretty well self-explanatory right um, there is no competition <laughs> there's no competition <laughs> when it comes technically right now uh from what we know as terms of hardware stuff um you know, Google being able to just utilize a data center is going to outclass the majority of gaming consoles as we know them today. Um, things like that. Um, as far as like what can compete, um, just real quick, you know, obviously Amazon's working on something extremely similar. Um, Google kind of beat them to the punch, kept things under wraps, which is kind of cool. Um, there's a, a rumor going around that Apple's doing something. Um, that's going to be kind of gaming realm. They've mentioned gaming as a service, talking to developers. That's been confirmed, um, things like that. Uh, but we don't really know what it is. This is kind of the first one out there. Um, this is kind of the the groundbreaker um, Google is. So uh, only time will tell what's going to happen. Um, the biggest thing right now is, to me, it's restarting the war of YouTube and Twitch, hands down. The two big giants are going to be going at it here soon and that's oh yeah fun but fun the from a user perspective it's fun but at the same time with with you like google stadia you know like th with this having like backing youtube i don't even know if there'll be much of a competition <laughs> well i think that's the big thing right is uh, the youtube twitch competition is going to depend on what amazon's doing because we know it's happening it's so tight-lit that we don't know specifics um but i'm i'd put a large amount of money on a bet if i could gamble that amazon's going to come out within the next year and have their own google stadia just like xbox and playstation but instead of that hardware it's going to be these two giants using their technology to boost their platforms and so then apple youtube and stadia and twitch and whatever <laughs> and then apple Apple's will be like different. that's like hey guys we uh finally have capability for uh some macs to play uh some games now well, yeah that's <laughs> apple's gonna be an interesting insert into it so hey check out the new iphone it's eight thousand dollars <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to see more Galaxy it, commercials that are it, like, oh, by the way, this is, has Google Stadia, and you can play X amount of games on this phone. It's like, I just want to... Oh, I just oh, oh hey, this more. is the new fucking whatever, and then check out this Fortnite skin you get. Cool! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so uh, only time will tell, and uh, all that. So let's start wrapping this up. Uh, as always, I guess our... Uh, ask for you guys the viewers slash listeners is to let us know anything that we missed anything you're excited for um anything you think needs to be called out uh tweet at us use the comment section uh do whatever you got to do to to interact um taylor you want to go ahead and plug your socials uh let's see twitter is at developer tboid and my twitch is Vanilla Knight, two N's, one L. Gotcha. Awesome. What's yours? All right. My Twitter is at Celestius G. 
uh, capital C, capital G, and then uh, Twitch is just Celestia's. Awesome. And as always, you can find any of my stuff uh, at the Fragment 77, capital T, capital Frag, the number 77. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for spending an hour-ish with us. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>